0: This is Comet Picks by the Glick, Hey, and I'm your host Jason Glick. How are you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing just fine, John. So it's, like it's been yeah, it's been an invigorating evening so far. Invigorating, indeed. Well, what do you have in store for us?
1: Sir? All right.
0: Yes. So I've got so I'm doing another um like focus like um, author focus um pod, podcast, and I want to talk about someone who he, he someone who's um work trans- he had another volume of his work translated to English recently, and um, I. I was kind of struggling with how to uh, how, how to how to address it, and so I figured, okay, you know, I'm just going to do this, like you know, as, just talk about all of his work, or at least the three three titles of his that have been published so far, which you know, I consider like the minimum for doing one of these things. I'm talking about a creator named Inio Asano. Asano is one is um is a fairly recent um like um talent who has emerged in Japan like within the last decade or so, or at least in, in the aughts, at least he's like he, he works he works mainly on like it's like on kind of like on the fringes thing. You're not going to see his work in Shonen Jump or um say even um Kodansha's Afternoon, which is the home of Blade of the Immortal, but he's the kind of guy um who does who likes to do um like um, character like um really it's like really character-driven stories with a touch of um ma- magical realism, it's like in it's like in them. Now, it's like it I uh, um Viz originally um Ma- Try to make a go of published of getting making him an established name um, years ago back in the back in the time when they re- when they really tried to push um, you know al- alternative manga or at least less mainstream manga it's like in like along with their um, show- Shonen Jump stuff back in the back in the salad days when the manga boom was still going strong and um, one one time they they, um, they published um, first to get, his- to get his name out there was called Solanine now I talked about this years ago. On um, my art manga podcast, um, this is way back in the day, back when, um, back when I used to record these things one on one with John and all and the crew. Um, back, um, it's like before we started doing these things over Skype. Just we're talking like ancient history and all. So, but um, Solanine um, remains my favorite work of like of of his. But it's not to say that the um, other things that have been pub- other works of his that have been published into English um, are 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 not. Worth searching out as well. Now, Solanin is a story. Um, it's kind of is really an ensemble piece, but it focuses on um, on Mako. She let's see she's um, working like she, we're introduced to her. She's kind of working as a, in a dead end corporate job as an as an OL in office lady in Japan, and um, just thinking like, oh, hey, I'm um, like she's her life. She feels her life is passing her by. She's living with her the boyfriend Tanamura. And um, she's wondering, you know, what you know, what is my life like? Where's my life going and all? And um, so one day she decides, hey, I'm, like after, like talking with her boyfriend when he's ha- when he's half asleep, she, she realizes, okay, I'm gonna quit my job. I'm just gonna like you know let. I'm just gonna like I'm let my, it's like you know let, let the fate that um fate carry me, carry me to where to where it will. So it's re- So it's really a um like a story of just you know being in your. Being in your twenties, not knowing what you want to do with your life, and just trying to make some sort of sense sense of things. I mean, all like, like all of her friends are are, are kind of afflicted with this this particular um um disease, if you will, or not disease, malady, or just you know affliction, whatever. Anyway, like Tanamura is like he like he's working as a like in a in a in a graphic design job that only part time because he can't just because he he can't get um like full time work doing this stuff. Um his buddy um his buddy Jiro, um, aka Rip, um, got a actually does have a full time job, but he just took over his um parents' um pharmacy. And then you've got their buddy Kato, who's like a super duper senior, like I mean like he's pushing like six or seven years as a senior right now. It's like not, not willing to graduate and move on move on to the real real world and all. He does have a girlfriend though, um, who, who actually do wind up you do, do actually wind up getting along pretty well, even if um Kato has a weakness for um taking um young young female underclassmen out on it's like out on dinners if they're if they kinda like you know bat their eyes at him in a certain way. Anyway, but but um, so but Solanin, um like it really captures the feeling of just, you know, not knowing what you want to do with your life and just like you know, the whole, you know, like hey, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna deal with things as they come and try to figure out, you know, what what to do with my life as like as a day takes it it's like it's it's it works because it's because um asano um doesn't he does he does not take himself serious seriously at all i mean it's like this i mean the opening chapter basically involves mako um like um like realizing her boss has like really um it's, like really long nose hairs not being able to take himself in and almost laughing when he starts chewing her out. Getting annoyed at Tanamura when he doesn't—he's not listening to her—and then drawing over over his face. But then at the same time, when he when he actually starts speaking words that really resonate to her, it's like he's doing this as he's got all all of her scribblings all over her face. So it's so it's fun. So it's kind of, so it's funny and so it's funny and amusing. Like, you know, even when it's talking about you and know, just serious stuff about you know the direction you want to take in your life. And it's it's not all fun and games in the sense that um. Around the halfway point, because this is a two-volume edition um, condensed into one, that um, something happens that um, really um, like shocks let shocks Mako's Mako's li- Mako's life and forces her to f- actually find some kind of some kind of, kind of direction, or at least you know just deal with things and um, you know just like close closes the door this current door in her life and then go on to the to the next one. It's really it's like. Um, being a wrestled, wrestled adolescent as I as I am, it's like even like reading this reading the series. Say, oh, how, how long ago was it was it published? Yeah, two, that, originally published in two thousand eight. Um, yeah, this series still resonates with me, even though I am I am solidly out of my twenties at this point. It's like I it's like I thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, I would it's like I would recommend this to anyone. You know, it's like who's just kind of you know, still wondering you know what do I want to do with my life, or just who has experienced that kind of that kind of thing. I mean, Asano's, and also like Asano is like a really skilled artist as well. I mean, his characters um, have a real, it's like have a real animated expressiveness to them. In the sense that he yeah, he doesn't draw them. I mean, his he's got some really insanely detailed backgrounds, um, but but his characters have a. Like have a certain elasticity to them in the sense that they're they can like you know they can do wild wild takes and have like certain like that that kind of like the stereotypical manga expressiveness that that some that some series have um it's it's here too, but he but he managed to make to know when to play to like have his characters be that go into these wild takes and these um crazy expressions in order to make it um work. It's like working in the most emotionally resonant fashion. That's really kind of pretentious. Pretentious and all, his characters are kind of like prone to that kind of thing. But still, it's like it's fascinating, fun series. And um, if you're going to buy any any series, any um, manga from him after listening to this podcast, Solanin is the one to do it. He got an Eisner Award nomination for best manga on um, the year is published. It didn't win, but um, I have to remember like what... What, what, it, what did that year? But oh well, I'm pretty sure I, I was. I was reading for Solanin that year. I know. I know it. I'm sure. Anyway, but um, a year later, um, Viz put out a. Viz put out another um, two-volume collection of his work. Now this kind of tells you something right there because you know if they did a two vo- two and one edition of Solanin, then you know it's like how how badly did that sell? They had to split up his next volume into two volumes, costing twelve ninety nine each. Solanine, for the record, is, um, oh, where's the price on this? Oh, 18 bucks. So, yeah, it's like not only is it the best that he's released in English, but it's also the cheapest. <laughs> anyway, but um, this released um, What a Wonderful World um, the following year in, a, in, in two volumes. This is an earlier work from him. Predates Solanin, and it's an it's very much an anthology series. It basically focuses on, it's like on, it's like on just like you know random, random characters trying just like um Japanese citizens trying to get get by, make making it, make it into this um crazy and harsh world from you know aspiring musicians who um want like the opening story is about a, a female musician who wants it's like who is tired of having people rely on her and wants someone to care for her. Then eventually realizing that you know, she, like she wants, she wants to form a band with her, with with one of her musicians in, musician buddies in college. After her apartment burns down, oh, and she also hallucinates or dreams that her um that that her uh that her pet turtle um like during the uh, inferno um casts casts off his shell and um ran to freedom, so so yeah, magical realism and all. Then you've also but. But then you've also got like stories about a um, it's like a girl in elementary school who's who's bullied and um, confronted by a shinigami who um, wants to, who um who taunts her and says hey you know like nobody likes you are you gonna just go ahead and and try to um just gonna go ahead and die like everyone want like everyone wants you to right there. And Then you also got the um, band of the girl um, who apparently the the band she went in um, got great success but then they kicked. That this guy left before that, and now he's just trying to struggle to make it as an office drone, and is prone to cursing in English, and all other stories like about a uh, like a like a low level yakuza thug who um, steals from his bosses, winds up kidnapping a schoolgirl in order to um, you know get have him get go out go out and get him buy him like essentials and stuff. Then a like, guys from cram school um, work trying to figure out you know what 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 do we want. What you want to do, along with a um, along with a former from a ba- ballet dancer who um, gets high on cough syrup, and um, it's like it's like the uh, stories in what a what a wonderful world are very like are very scatter and random, but they all like center around the same the central central theme of just you know embracing life in all of its crazy permutations, whatever um setup you got. It's always the message is always you know like hey you know no matter how strange or crazy or depressing life may get it's always better to just you know focus on living rather than it's like rather than dying. In fact, um, it's it, it's not until the very end of the story. I mean, all these stories are interconnected in little way in little ways between chapters. That, um, you'll see the characters like how the characters connect to each other, but then the connections become more explicit. Um, in the later ones, and it's but it's not necessarily, um, you know, essential to see how, like, how these stories hold together, but the thing is, um, after, um, say, the 16th, 16th story, starting with the 17th, things start to get, maybe more than a little weird, and since, you know, the Shinigamis start to become an active um, participant in the story, thing. and um, they show, it's like, and they actually start, um, like, like directly meddling with the, uh, with the characters, like with the characters and their and their lives. That works fine for the next to the last story, as it kind of you know, furthers the, the stories. The um, no, not the next to the last, the next two next to the last story, and it shows you, just, you know, how the characters are going to, um, how how they're going to live, and all. But um, but the um, that uh, shows you. That next to the next to the last story shows you how they're embracing life and why they want it's like and why they want to live or why this one guy decided hey oh he dies but then he decides no I want to live and the Shigami, release release him in order to you know, like, have that second chance at life but then you've got like the next to the last story which you know how shows you like the the dangers of simply just you know standing still because like in, in the end you know, it's not just enough to just you know embrace life it's you also have to move forward as well. And um, in the final story, you realize that when um, he starts dropping hints about, um, you know, oh, like, um, there's this disease that's going around. Like, people just, like, stop, stop living and become dolls. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're going a bit too far here, Asana. It's I was like, yeah, I really like what you were doing right there. But trying to uh, add, like, you know, a, like a global or at least national significance to this kind of stretches stretches the boundaries for what um, we're just, like, you know, like really solid character like um done in one character stories here. I mean overall, um I I did enjoy um what a what a wonderful world. And um, at at the end of it, I was certainly looking forward to like, you know, like Viz um releasing his next work the following year. Like in, say in twenty ten. And that didn't happen. In fact, it around it was around that time that the um uh, mo- the bottom started falling out of the manga market. And so now um lot of um like creators a lot of publishers turned you know, a lot bit, a lot more conservative about you know what they brought what they brought over and all it's like it took a couple of years that Diz eventually um seems to have um Diz, i'm particularly's sure becoming a lot more conservative about what they 're bringing over these days um meaning in fact now much like as, as glad as I am to see that they 're bringing over um naki orasawa's um one of his earlier series um Master Keaton, but at the same time, that's still, you know, we're working with an established artist here. It's like, so we're just like, we are still going with what has worked before. So, and on one hand, like, again, yeah, they have got plenty of artists who who have, like, um, been good to them that I'd love to see more from, but, you know, we're getting to a more conservative era here. I mean, we've got, I mean, at least we've got, like, people like Vertical who are still going to publish, like, um Out There series, and also um, Fantagraphics who, um, some who, well, Fantagraphics is kind of a funny company in the sense that they will publish stuff that they like, um, regardless of whether or not the market, the market or the mainstream likes it, um, or taste the mainstream be damned. Fantagraphics will publish this stuff anyway, and that's that's the um the most that's the biggest reason I can think that we got um late um Asano's um what, another work from Asano um Nishigahara holograph. Now, this is something that came out. A, like a, several weeks back, and I've just been really struggling to put my thoughts into into words, either in print or here, for how they go. Because um, I'll be honest with you, I think it's not that I didn't enjoy Ninjagahara Holograph because there is stuff to enjoy here. Um, Asano so really um, does a good job of, con- of conveying like how cruel um, in it's like um, elementary schoolers can be. Be to each other if they. It's like if they're. It's like if they're left to their own devices. But also, but he's also good with um, just like showing like with with um, with creating the showing how the characters age age out and how they, it's like and how they've um matured into adulthood or no, not matured for lack of a, for lack of a better term. But the thing is, um, Nishikahara holograph um is a very. It's one of those series where I, I was tempted to um. Look up um, analysis of Nishikahara holograph just to figure um, like out how how all this is supposed supposed to work together because um, as one of my um, one of my favorite films in recent memory, um, Dodgeball. Like yeah, I'm comparing this to like one, to a Ben Stiller Vince Vaughn film, but there's this one great great moment in there where um, when um, Ben Stiller's character White Goodman is um, it's like it's. He meets this. He's um, trying to hit on this one on this one girl who's um, also like you know kind of hot for Vince Vaughn as well. But then she's visiting his place, and he and he. And this is this is mural of um of um Ben of um, Ben Stiller's character um, wrestling a bowl to the ground, painted on the on the wall. And he goes, "Oh yeah, that's a metaphor, but it really happened." That's um that's the feeling I get from from Nishigahara Holograph. It's like there's a lot of stuff here that's like it's it's a metaphor for, for something else, but at the same time, a lot of this like there is an actual story here, and um, and it's really really weird in the sense that you know like it deals with the end of the world, and, but it's the end of the world brought on by butterflies. Um, it's like possibly eating all of our eating all of our shit, really, or at least all this, all the food and what and whatnot, and climate change, and it's. It's insane but I still haven't gotten around to like just talking about the basic thrust of the story I mean it's all it it the story centers around a girl who once told us who's told who in elementary school told a story about the um about the end end of the world and all and seeing all the kids you know were just so freaked out by just like how she just would not just would not shut up about this they um just like eventually I like just willed her. Willed her and, t- and taunted her and teased her into say like, and pushed her into this it's like, into falling down a, falling down a sewer and um like she's remained in in a coma ever since. And while while the characters like from transfer transfer student student, it's like Amahiko, um, like um class bully Kota, um uh, let's see. What do we get here? It's like um it's like her 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 dad her dad Kimura it's like all of the it's like all of these characters see all all these characters who are just you know just like connected connected to her it's like and just like trying to f trying i'm to, um, dealing with like you know the aftermath of like what it's like of what it's like of what they did with her if not directly but also but in the sense that she is now in a coma and just deal just trying to figure out what she is. It's like, you know, I like how her, how what she said, and how her coma, her her status is like affected affected her life. It's a really, it's really weird and abstract series. And the reason I'm having trouble talking about it and articulating all this is because in the end, there there is not a coherent um, there is not like a, a big you know like oh this is what it means type type ending. It's a very it's a very esoteric um, kind of, like, story in the sense that, you know, once they've, like, these characters have reached the end of the, end of the story, and, like, you know, because I can say that, you know, because these characters didn't change, it's like they are, it's like, they're doomed to um live out, it's like, to live out the end of the world. One character actually, like, you know, decides to just, decides to, you know, explore the, uh, <sighs> Explore the under underground where the girl um, f- um was pushed 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 in and he was subsequently pushed down as well afterwards and he he go he explores it fl- um, follows it through to the very end and he wakes up in a different world apparently a happier world where um that avo- where, um that avoids um where all, all of our natural resources being eat, eaten up by butterflies um it, it this is it's it, it has all of his um artistic strengths from the fiction of the characters to the in the backgrounds and there's also like really um like lots of really interesting interesting things from the uh, like from the boss of the cafe being a uh, not entirely right in his head to the uh, te- to the teacher of the of the kids during their grade school years um suffering a, a debilitating injury that eventually um that damage like causes her causes her to retire, and may even have caused her ha, caused her to um to murder her um, husband and kids, but that's kind of like left up up to you to to describe. Um, Nishikahara Holograph is a it's a it's a disturbing, challenging work that that on one hand, it's like you know, that it's not it's not because of what Amasano um, um has previously written that I feel challenged to um puzzle out its meaning, but you know, but there is Enough stuff with the characters to, to to get me invested in their fates that I do want to find out. Just you know what what is what is the story being being told here? So so overall, it's like you know, I'd love to see more of his work released in English, particularly um Good Night Punpun, which I read together with a friend of mine a couple of years back. It invo- it's it's a very different story in the sense that it involved that Pun is a um, cartoon bird, kind of like a um like very. Um, cheaply drawn bird with you know like on um, that that exists um along with the like with uh, he's he's drawn like you know very simple simple lines but he's but he's also exists in the world with drawn in um, Asano's realistic style but um and but his family you know they're also drawn like very cheaply as well but um the thing is that gets you the, that you kind of wonder well what's he doing with with this here but then you see. That his that his um domestic, that Poon Poon's domestic situation is kind of fucking terrible that his that his um parents like argue and um shout at each other each night and then at one point um Poon Poon comes home I finds that you know this he's he's a little cartoon bird and his little little cartoon bird dad has beat his um cartoon mother's cartoon bird mother's skull in with a bat and you and it's like wow fuck. And it's like you get and then you realize that the reason he did this is because, you know, hey, you done this in a um in his regular style and just you just would have gotten people to just shut off at this point. But then you see this and it's so horrible. And yeah, it's happened to cartoon characters, but you're just able to process it just simply because, you know, cartoon characters, I mean shit. But then he goes to live with his dad and then you know, goes to live with his uncle, who doesn't quite have things together but then he um meets a girl who he kind of has has a crush on and um think and realizes you know it's kind of okay, maybe it was okay to go and live on that's the first chapter i would love to read more of that if Antic Graphics or say vertical or even viz you will know, want to pick up the um asano Inyo asano torch i would love to see them do that because that would be uh, amazing cuz like i like i said even like with um like something like Nishigahara Holograph that doesn't quite engage me on a level that his other works have. It's still something that, that, that I still want to that I want to puzzle out. It has enough stuff in order to recommend. That being said, um, what a wonderful world and Solanin, It's like all both worth of your time. Again, through through the entertaining works as well. I'd love to see more of this guy. I don't know if we will, but you know, hope springs eternal. John. So you know you're still there.
1: Any oh, thoughts? I'm still here.
0: Oh, not particularly at this point, but um, interesting nonetheless. What do you have for us next time, sir? Or do you have any final closing thoughts? Oh, I would. It's like I wish I did. In fact, oh, um, in fact, like we're recording this on Monday of this of the week you're listening of um this week, and after it's like after they say thirty months. We have finally got. I finally have the um, volume fourteen of Eden. It's an endless world in my hands, and you'll be reading that. My thoughts on that most likely on Thursday, tomorrow. For those of you listening to this, very like write this. Right this is when it goes up on Wednesday. But um, yeah. But I. But one of the things I do want to mention is that you know I I'll mention this again in the po- in the post because I've I talk a lot of shit about Dark Horse in the sense that you know like they're. I guess feel that they're, you know, just, like, not doing a whole lot in terms of, like, manga publishing, and that they're, like, they're they're slowly r- winding down, mate. They're, like, they're, their core series, like, um, Lady of the Immortal, Oh My Goddess, um, and Gantz, they're all, they're all ended, they've, they're have they wrapped up, and they're not announcing any new series, or at least, they're not announcing it. We'll find out more about that when sakura um, roll, rolls around, but, um, but you know, it's like I figure like, you know, I talk a lot of shit about why Dark Horse, you know, like is it's is failing or widening down some hogs, but I don't talk enough about, you know you know, why I bring this up because like you know, I want Dark Horse to succeed. I loved their, I love their series. I love their mindset. I mean like, I I want more of their the stuff they used to publish, you know, back back in the day. the Stuff that, you know, the Natalia that spawned that got them to published series like, you know, Blade of the Immortal in Eden, the Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service, Gunsmith Cats for the first series, um, stuff like that, and um, you know, I figure that the best way to do this is to, like you know buy, is to buy more Dark Horse manga. So that's that's what I want to emphasize. And I'm going to repeat this again, it's like when I, I'm talking about my review of Eden. I haven't read Eden yet, but um, like I said, that's that's the plan. I mean, God knows. I'm going to be extremely bitter if I read Eden, um, Volume 14 of Eden, and find out that it's absolutely terrible. But you know, I'm really hoping that's not the case. So, so like um keep so like um, keep hope for uh, Thursday, I guess. But you know, hey, if unless something um else pops up on my my list, I will most likely be talking about um Garth Ennis presents Battle Classics in two weeks because that's something else that I've wanted to talk about just just haven't gotten around to doing for for one reason or another plus it's it's a really really thick it's a really thick book that has like lots of that talks about like three has three main cores to it and to write about it I'd probably be doing it for about like the three like on three or four days so that's uh, that's what I've got right now so all right and we'll see you next time on Comet Picks by the Glick all right later everyone night